Hello, and welcome to Santa Fe College. My name is Vilma Fuentes, and this is our podcast on developing global citizens. Today, we are joined by three very special guests from Grenada, St. Lucia, and Suriname. Hi, I am Janesta Charles. I am from the Grenada National Training Agency, and there I work as the coordinator for standards and planning. Hi, I'm uh, Robbie Glenn Holband. I'm the director of the Polytechnic College in Suriname. Hi, everyone. My name is Celeste Regis. I'm from the beautiful island of St. Lucia, and I work as the quality assurance officer at the Sir Arthur Lewis Community College in St. Lucia. Wonderful. Welcome to our program. So all of you have spent the last two weeks at Santa Fe College as part of a U.S. Department of State funded program, um, the Community College Administrator Program. This is a six-week program uh, administered by Florida State University and Santa Fe College that allows higher education officials from other parts of the world to come to the U.S. and learn about our community college system. And uh, because of COVID, all of you actually started um, the program online from your home countries, uh, doing some online work, reading independently, joining us through Zoom. Um, but this was, I think, uh, the first time that you did a deep dive into the community college system here at Santa Fe. So I'm wondering, did you learn anything new in the last few days that you didn't know about or that was in any way unexpected for you? Um, yeah, um, of course you're learning. Every time you're engaging in activities, you're learning. But what, what was uh, surprisingly for me and what I think I will take back home um, is the sense of community, uh, having... Uh, you know, when you're talking about a, an education institute, you're talking about getting people in, getting people through, and getting people out. And what I've seen here is um, it's not only getting them in, but creating an, uh, a community. And that was, uh, that was new to me and very surprising. And on top of that um, came, you know, create a safe community. And... Um, those two things, I think that uh, besides all the other things that I've seen where I think, okay, we can look into this, we can do this, but uh, the community aspect of it, the safe community aspect of it is very uh, new to me and um, inter very interesting. And I'm, I'm thinking of um, ways of implementing that back home. Celeste, you come from a community college. In fact, yours is the only community college in St. Lucia. So maybe the model wasn't that new to you, or, or was it? I think um, what I really enjoyed learning about is your student services and the idea of the students being at the center, because that is one of our weak areas at the college, in that we don't have a well-developed student services or student center. So learning about the success coaches and the learning commons, these are things that I think that we can implement at our college to assist the students in being successful, especially that success coach. I like that. Yeah. So that's something that is at the top of my mind for when I go back home. Janesta, what about you? Uh, I think in, in my case, it's the resources that is put into the whole college experience um, from administration down to what the students have access to. 
and coming from an institution or from a country where especially the financing of education is always a concern, I really had an appreciation for the mechanisms that the college has in place for getting resources to actually achieve its objectives. I mean, yes, while you have the, the state funding uh, or the federal funding that comes through the student aid and so on, there are opportunity for grants to actually facilitate community programs and, and just to enhance the whole student experience, but also the fact that there is a foundation that also supplements and, 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 and helps that. So it has me thinking of what can we do in our country to guarantee the financing of our education on our whole. Got it. I mean, undoubtedly, uh, we, we have, uh, some of you met, I believe, our vice, one of our vice presidents, Chuck Clemens, uh, he always says the state funds us to be average, but through grants and fundraising, we can be exceptional. So, uh, or another uh, former administrator here used to say, the state gives us the money to build the cake, but through all these other funding sources, you know, we can make the cake beautiful and put decorations. Um, so you also had, I think, several opportunities to speak to students on our campus. It, did you learn anything new from them? Uh, what did, anything innovative, like from, from the students directly, good or bad? I think for me, it was the fact that they embraced the shared governance mm -hmm. because there are cases as a student, you believe that I am a recipient of the services. Do I have a voice in saying how I want that service or what is best for me? And I think listening to the students across the board, every time we encountered students, they felt as if their voice mattered at the institution. And I really appreciated getting a perspective from them about shared governance. Yeah, and... and, and, and Continue on that point on, on shared governance. Uh, you see that because they have a say, uh, what struck me was uh, the, the the motivation that there is, um, the the the, the dedicate, dedication to you know we started one thing and we continue and we build on it. Uh, the motivation to continue that was um, that came very strong over to me. And what I learned as well. Like you said, they were all motivated, but they saw the community college as a significant part of helping them get to where they want to go. Because some, I met some students that transferred from other community college and they had a lot of positive things to say about Santa Fe College. The fact that they felt that persons are there to take care of their needs and help them navigate the career so that they can either move on to university or go into the workplace. So that for me was really, really good. They really have a positive perception of the college. You know, and, 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 and on the other hand, the flip side of that, I mean, it's not the right word to say the flip side, but it also reflects on how um, the professors are engaging because uh, that the students have that motivated, the, 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 the kind of uh, image for, hey, okay, I can reach my goals within Santa Fe comes also because of the professors who are engaging, who are taking the time and, uh, and, and, and helping. And as uh, earlier already has been uh, indicated that um, the culture of supporting the students is helping 
you know, is very strong and it is helping the students also in knowing that they can reach their end goal, they can reach their dreams. Did you find our, the conversations with students, um, I don't know, did you think our students were in some way different from your students or um, did you see any commonalities like, yeah, our, our students are exactly the same way? I saw them as similar, that they are similar in their hope, their backgrounds, in terms of their struggles, in terms of them trying to figure out what it is that they want to do. So they were similar in that respect for me. Which is great, I think, because one would think, oh, you've come from another country, St. Lucia, it's so different, beautiful island nation, right? Where like life's a beach. And... Uh, but maybe not so different in the hopes and dreams of our students. Yeah, it's not so different. Some persons come from this, as what I said, Lucia or here, where they're the first one to come to a community college, where they're struggling financially. And these are universal problems that we can all relate to. And what I'm happy is that they are seeing education as a way to help them improve on not just themselves, but on their families. And even the way that all races or classes are they have access i mean we don't have that in our territories in terms of well there is white black you know it's a case where we're most well grenada is predominantly black but race doesn't play a significant issue in in access to education but i think it's also it was impressive to see that we were able to interact with students from different socioeconomic backgrounds but also in terms of racial um, lines and they were able to almost share the same experiences mm. and that is remarkable I believe in terms of how the perception their identity at the institution really doesn't play a significant role as it is everybody has in ac have access to, to the education so that's good yeah mm -hmm. yeah and indeed you know um, you see that not only the professor but the students also are carrying mm -hmm. you know uh, santa fe as you know that is us that, that that we have to be santa fe and that, that is an uh, so that's that's the community the, the culture of uh community that has been created and that is very strong um well, one of the things I've, I've learned also um talking about um different uh ethnic groups um what i what i what i picked up and, and, and I noticed that we are not doing it. And this morning I had to, uh, had to do a speech for Suriname and it struck me right there again and that we all the activities we are doing, we are doing in Paramaribo, the capital, you know, and we have a branch in, uh, in the western part of, of uh, our country. And all the things are centered or in, in the west or in the center. And even then, you know, um, we don't focus really on who are we targeting, you know, and, and that's one of the things that um, I think is uh, also a lesson for me. You know, I've, I've, I've written it down and I said, okay, we have to look at that, you know, that you have a great representation of your community and that you all, we're talking about we are um, serving the whole country, but do we do that really, you know? Um, as I'm looking at the data now, I say, no, we are only in the capital and we're only in the West. You know, and all the others we are forgetting. And and that is an eye-opener also, I think, that uh, I'll take back and, and start looking at how we can target the other areas that are not participating, are not getting the education that they need. 
So was this your first visit to the United States or Florida? No, for me it was not my first, but this is well, the, the first time that I'm in an um, in educational activity um, in, in in Florida. That I'm that I'm part of an education activity. Yeah. Celeste, I've never been to Florida. I've been to New York and Atlanta. This is my first time in Florida, and I've had a very interesting experience because we started in Tallahassee, went to Panama City, we're here in Gainesville, <laughs> going to Orlando, then I'm going to Broward. So it's like I'm getting a tour of the state. So it's been informative, but also interesting as well. Especially the cold, <laughs> the weather. Yes. That has been, <laughs> yes. So, and uh, for our listeners, what our guest would define as cold as, I think it's dipped into like 50-something degree Fahrenheit, but I think even at low 70s, high 60s, it was a bit of a challenge. Uh, was that a surprise for you, the the cold? Well, um, as I said, I, I was here already. I have been several times in Florida. And one of the times I was in uh, Orlando, it was in December, and we found it very cold. So mm. I was a little bit prepared, but then within the preparations, you know, the the, the, the four weeks that we had, we were online. Uh, uh, Jeff would say, no, it is the best time, you know, it will be the, the climate will be good and so on. <laughs> so I thought, okay, then we don't have to worry about the temperature and so on. So. Actually, if I had knew that it would like this, I would have brought another a thicker sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I've had a different experience. Um, I spent two years in the U.S. studying. Really? Where? Yes, in Pennsylvania. So I attended uh -huh. the Pennsylvania State University. Okay. So I had an experience of the cold. And so, but this is my first time in Florida, and I find the experience to be, to be nice. It's a little bit cold <laughs> compared to the experiences that I had in Pennsylvania with sub-zero temperatures. This is fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so Jenna, for you, um, do, did you learn anything new about like Americans or American culture, especially given that you studied here for two years? Uh, on this trip out to Florida, I don't think I, I did. It was just the experience of the college life. Mm -hmm. um, in in America that was new for me because I was at graduate school when I went to Pennsylvania so I wasn't as invested but now I realize that being here is a big deal it's, a, it's a really a community that you're serving and you need to be invested in it so this has been a different experience altogether so what stands out to you as different between a U.S. community college and a U.S. university uh, your experience at a U.S. university. Well, different. I can tell you what is similar first. Okay. The support for learning, mm -hmm. I find it the same across the board. The, the, the institution is run in such a way that students have what it takes. They have access to what it takes to, to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, I somehow feel, though, that at a university level, you really need to know why you are there, what you come to get, and then be able to really achieve that. At the college level, I think there's a bit of hand-holding, more of a hand-holding mm -hmm. that you get to get you through the college life and then be able to move on from 
Yeah, I, I mean, undoubtedly, we allow and even maybe encourage a little bit of exploration uh, because a lot of our students don't really know once they get here what, what they want to do. Um, so Celeste, the newcomer to the United States, uh, what what did you think the United States would be like before coming here? And then did it meet your expectations? Well, I like I said, I vacationed in um, New York. I mean, I oh, okay, sorry, I didn't at attend school here, so I, I am not too familiar with the university. But in coming to Florida. Well, it is different from New York. New York is a little more fast-paced. Everybody looks like they're running somewhere and have a lot to do. Not that people here don't have a lot to do, but you can see that it is a little bit different. But I really enjoyed learning about the community college system. The fact that the university has a specific mandate and the community college has to serve the community, getting persons ready for the workforce. So there's a clear distinction or clear purpose to each educational level each institution and we don't really have that in St. Lucia we're still trying to figure out what qualifications we want our TVET institutions to have whether we want to be a university college or a university or just a community college so I like the the structure you know and that you know that they I remember you saying that the courses and the coding system is similar all of that, you know, the, the curriculum frameworks that you share. So, you know, there is structure. And because there is structure, you can improve on it and make it better. And I'm hoping that in St. Lucia, we can develop that structure. We have things in place. We have the foundation, but just a little few things that we have to tweak to get there. So what struck me was that the three of, what the three of you had in common is that your economies were highly dependent on, for instance, either tourism or in the case of Suriname, highly, highly dependent on mining. And it, it looks like very soon you're going to be highly dependent on oil exploration, which is a wonderful thing. But, you know, little diversification in your economy. And then and then you have other exports like, you know, nutmeg or rum or things like that. Um, and in the case of well really all of your countries um environmental issues you know certainly the rising of global temperatures and then the rising of the sea level it makes you a little vulnerable vulnerable would probably be the best right mm -hmm. so it did you see anything at Santa Fe or in Florida more generally that you think could help you develop a more globally competitive workforce maybe to diversify your offerings so that um, you're not so highly dependent on one or two sources of income in your countries? Well, um, speaking for Suriname, um, actually we have been discussing this case um, even before I was born, I think, um, not to be uh, uh, investing in only one kind and especially not in natural resources but um, I think we as a nation need to uh, politically grow a little bit further to make uh, to start planning for longer periods than five years because what you're seeing is that when um, an, 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 an government is in place and they have the resources because the natural resources are internationally they were getting a high price for it then they're doing a lot of um, 
what you would call a little bit popular uh, uh, projects, mm-hmm. you know, only to be to stay in power. But then, most of the time, you're seeing like after five or ten years, those prices are are, are are declining, and then the economy is coming in a dip, and you know you have to struggle again. So, and that happened, uh, I think, already three or four times with our economy. Um, and we are in the discussion to see from okay, we need to diversify, and there are plans. And, and now I'm seeing this government is trying to force the nation into that direction. Um, but coming to your question, to to look at Santa Fe and what we are not only Santa Fe but the whole CCIP program, um, actually uh, all the things that we have seen. Um, the directions that we as a country would like to go, um, I think uh, it is not, it hasn't been demonstrated specifically in, in the programs of, of, of Santa Fe, especially of what I've seen, because right. we, are thinking, um, we are thinking about agriculture, we're thinking about uh, tourism, we're thinking about um, renewable energy, and in fact, we haven't seen those kind of right. activities. So Correct. that is not, not there. But the idea of, of, of diversifying um, the economy has been in, 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 in the country a lot of times. And um, it's always a point of discussion, especially at uh, election time is coming up again. And, and, you know, we see that discussion. So that is always one of the things. But really, in, in the activities, I haven't seen that. I've seen a lot of other things where I say, okay, I can strengthen... Uh, the programs, I can strengthen the institute, um, but really into the diversifying the economy, no, um, I haven't seen that um, uh, within the activities that we had. I think for for uh, us, it's a case where, yes, we have been highly dependent on tourism, and it was even brought into a really sharp focus, having, going through, having gone through or still going through the pandemic, um, where you had to shut down, and so a lot of people became unemployed, and so that have socioeconomic implications now, and so it really intensified the conversation. Because as Glenn is saying, we've had that conversation for years. I'm sure since before I was born, they've been having that conversation, and so we've heard, you know, different sectors of the society keep saying agriculture this is what built our our economy why can't we find creative ways to actually enhance that product because that as well supports the tourism industry and so on grenada has a very high import bill and from year to year you hear government speak about that high import bill and what can we do so i think it's a case where we are looking for solutions are we tabling the solutions at the right places for the right persons that may be an issue but i know we have significant support from our our government and private sector and even the international donors to strengthen the workforce development component so it's not it's not sufficient to just be send children to school and when they're finished, what next? We are preparing, as we say, global citizens. So how can you not just see Grenada as the only place for employment? Well, it means now that we need to be training persons to be able to take up work anywhere. Why we have um, CARICOM, that uh, appreciation that across uh, the Caribbean community, the member states, that people can move and work, there are conditions for moving and working. And... Um, 
I believe this experience has highlighted some of the areas that we really need to focus on. We know the health and wellness sector is a is a green area. There yep. are opportunities. Yep. I mean, not just locally, but around the world. There, there, yep. there, there is a need for persons in the health and wellness sector. Um, and so it's one of the areas that we really need to go to. But this experience here has highlighted what the facilities need to look like. Right. So that in itself was enlightening. Um, the technology, emerging technologies, these are things that we need to actually uh, look at ICT, it's listed as one of our priority sectors in Grenada, but have we given sufficient attention to it? The visit here has highlighted in some of the, the colleges what is being done as it relates to, to ICT. And so we have to look at those um, experiences. Would I like to see more? Yes. I mean, if there is agro-processing and manufacturing, like, could we see those things? That would have been nice as well but those two areas ICT and health and wellness were the standout areas for me Celeste I don't know if you have any thoughts no well, pressure well, <laughs> like Grenada tourism in Salva main income owner and the pandemic has allowed us to recognize that hey tourism we have to find other ways of generating income we have to diversify and agro-processing agriculture these are the areas that we realize that as a country that we must develop, we need to train persons, we need to have adequate facilities. And we also have to train persons to be global citizens because the reality is the world is a small place and we're not just training for St. Lucia, but for persons to be able to make it everywhere. So one of the standout things that I learned is the idea of using the data. That is what stuck to me because when I visited the various centers and we went to the different, you know, buildings, persons spoke about how they used the data to inform what they did, whether they conducted surveys to find out where are the jobs, what are the trends in the market. Mm -hmm. So data was used to inform program development. It was used to inform what equipment. So mm -hmm. it was evidence-based decision-making. Yeah. And I think that is something that we in the Carib Caribbean sorry, don't do as much. And so I think if we were to actually have good systems for generating data, collecting data, and analyzing and using, I think we might see some growth in diversification in some of the things that we're doing at our community college. Mm. And I completely agree with you. We do live in a globalized world, and it's so important to recognize how interconnected we are and how similar mm -hmm. we are. Uh, I know we weren't able to add a student to this conversation, but I've seen all of you speak to uh, dozens of students in the two weeks you were here, and I could see their little eyes like light up, whether it's because they were like Suriname, and you could see them wondering, like, what continent is that on, you know? <laughs> or having them learn that, Suriname is an incredibly multicultural uh, society where people, are, I mean, maybe they, you, you don't seem to have the same racial and ethnic tensions that we do. And, you know, even though you're not, our, many of our guests here aren't Hindu, they were celebrating Diwali. Like, wow, that was so cool and eye-opening for them. Or to learn about these two gorgeous Caribbean nations that maybe they only heard about it through cruises, but learning about your reality and, and what it means and your students and, and how, what they have in common and what it's different. It, I, I want to thank all of you for helping to bring the world to us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Okay.
And that's all. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Developing Global Citizens.